Amen. And welcome. Thanks for joining us on this Boxing Day or beyond as it's a holiday week. It's the final service of 2021 here at Crosspoint. Kind of hard to believe. Welcome, Pastor Tim, Pastor Ashley. We're going to have kind of a conversation today. And part of it, as was just mentioned, it's really a, a year in review and looking at how God's been faithful and all of that. But since it's Boxing Day, I have a really important question to ask you. How long, and there's a right answer here, how long do you keep up your Christmas tree and decorations? I'll go first, because um, we start really, really early every year, and uh, by the time, that, like, like by noon on Christmas Day, we're starting to pack things up, and the tree, the tree might make it through the whole day, but by the next day, it, it's coming down pretty quick. I don't have my tree up yet, but um, it depends on the year. There was one year that we got our tree late, and so my mom kept it up until um, February 14th. So um, I will never do that again. <laughs> but I, I like to be done with Christmas on like the 26th. What about you? What's your routine? It depends on what my wife says. So that's really the, the <laughs> that's, right answer. I, I know some people would finish Halloween and there's already like Christmas stuff out, or or you finish at the Cenotaph on Remembrance Day, or, and then you come home and, and do it. This year we started, the first day of Advent, we put it up. I'm not sure how long it's going to last. I get some people wait until Epiphany or for different reasons. Real or fake also makes a difference. It, it depends, because right? so. you, you have to feed that tree. If you're going away at all, um, it's a fire hazard. Safety first, people. Safety first. Well, it's been a really good year, and we hope that you've had a really good Christmas. We're going to kind of reflect, and I'm sure you're going to reflect with us on this past year, but I thought to kind of start us off um, just kind of highlighting what's gone on here at Crosspoint in the last, in the last year. What has been a highlight for, for you? What has been maybe uh, the, the peak, some moment of ministry here at Crosspoint that really stands out in your mind? Well, I was a little late to the party and uh, didn't get here till. July, um, and uh, so I missed like the first half of the year. You'll have to fill me in on what happened sure. in the first half of the year, and uh, but I do remember starting here in July, and it was so good to be back. Um, but my highlight so far, since between July and now, would be the baptismal service in the Nash Walk. Something about the, um, the check rock, that out. The rocky, muddy. There it is. Yeah. Uh, going into that Nashua, it was really rocky in there. Like, it, it's, it's not easy. And uh, I just, the idea of being public and people in the community, see, you know, looking, say, what's going on down there? I love it. Um, the church gathering on the banks of the river, I love it. I think we had maybe three or four pre-committed for that day and then ended up with, nine or ten, something like that, that day. Um, spontaneous baptisms, and it was just thrilling. Uh, nothing fires me up like a baptism. And uh, so that's my, that's my highlight of the year. We went up to the, the field there at, at the community center, and we barbecued, and eating is always a highlight. Yeah. Yeah. It was a really good time to celebrate. It was. And uh, yeah. like you said, you know, some spontaneous and all different ages. Um, yeah, I reflect back on that. I know this last year we were 
praying towards that moment of being able to do that in a really safe way that celebrated with the most amount of people. And so, yeah, that was really amazing. Yeah, you could, you could, you were allowed to take your mask off as you went mm -hmm. underwater, so you wouldn't. That was good. It's important. Uh, a little bit of <laughs> COVID joke there. Yep. But the the changed lives, and I think when the church stands there on the river and you see these changed lives, I think it reminds you, this is why we do what we do. Yep. Um, and so it 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 does make it all worth it. Mm. And. Um, uh, like I say, nothing fires me up like yeah. a good baptism. And it's a good reminder, too, because right. it feels sometimes like we're all alone. But when you look at that time, there was there's so many people that were there cheering them on. And, and we really are we're a family. So. Yeah, absolutely. To celebrate together, you know and you believe in the change that's going on in people's hearts. Um, you know that there's life change, but to see that physical representation and for people to go public with it, like outdoors, like that's that's also a special moment. Um, yeah, baptisms, it's, it's a really clear, distinct way that we can celebrate together. Like this person has crossed the line of faith. So what a huge highlight. Yeah, there's one person in particular who keeps telling me, Pastor Tim, like something happened that day and I've just been on fire ever since. And, um, you know, I just applaud that and yep. glad that we could be a part of that. Absolutely. It's part of the individual story, but it's a part of our, our church story too. So that's a huge highlight. Ashley, what about you? Well, it's not just because he's my boss, but the day that, I remember the first Sunday that Pastor Tim preached and I could sense a shift and I knew something was going to happen. I knew something special was about to begin in this church and, and I was right and I, I'm often right, but not always. Um, I could see, it was, I think it was because of his vulnerability. It was something that was, it was fresh. It was something that we needed and so... That was definitely one. And then, obviously, me starting at the church was a huge highlight of my year because it was definitely, it was a long promise that I felt like God had for me, but I never saw, I didn't see how it was going to happen. I didn't see the finish line. I didn't see a possibility of that happening. But my mom did tell me a couple of years ago, she's like, you're going to work at Crosspoint. I was like, that's nice. That's probably not going to happen. And she's like, no, I really feel this. I really feel like you're going to work there. And I was like, okay, sure. And then when I did, she's like, told yourself. <laughs> it's hard when, right. mo when mom's right about that. I get to kind of reflect just a little bit longer. It's six months coming up for you and four being on staff for you. And, and for me, looking at the year as a whole, there was, you know, as difficult as a day that was red, meaning we could only have five people in here. And that was a day. Uh, somehow I drew the short straw. I got to preach that day to basically a camera and tech. Um, but to see God move in that all the way to opening in the summer and everything in between, uh, to see God's faithfulness, and I'm reminded, I wanted to share this verse that I'm actually reminded of daily is um, from Psalm 73, verse 26. It says, my health may fail and my spirit may grow weak, but God remains the strength of my heart. He is mine forever. And I guess, you know, in my younger days, when I had hair, I might not have read that verse in the same way, but in, in light of everything that's gone on in um, struggles in, in our church and in our communities and, and even globally, um, that's been an important kind of verse and reminder in, in my faith. And so part of the highlight for me has been just seeing in general the way God's moved in the very tough and frustrating times, but also in those celebratory moments in, 
on the on the riverbank when when we're celebrating life change. The the highs, the lows, um, it's all been a highlight because now you can look back. It's easier when you're not maybe in the middle of the toughest time to look back and 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 see that. But um, kind of to transition there, it just makes me think. You know, obviously we're aware that God's moved in each one of our lives this year. But I was wondering, Pastor Tim, starting with you, if if you would share a little bit. We know that you came in July, but something was going on in your heart before that God was speaking to you. There was something kind of, there was kind of a resolve. Would you speak a little bit to um, what was going on before you arrived back at Crosspoint? Well, how far back should I go, John? Birth? How much time do you have? (laughs) Well, probably a year ago this summer, we had a new pastor on staff at the Lighthouse, John Lamus. And we knew within a few, really within a few weeks, a couple of months, like he's the future for the lighthouse. And I'm going to pass the torch to him. He's the right guy for the, at the right time. He's what they need. And so in my mind, in my heart, Gail and I started to prepare for life after ministry. And so we had several months where we were just kind of slowly pulling back and changing gears and um, just thinking, okay, that we're just wrapping up that season of our lives and um, so January, February, March uh, we were making that transition at the lighthouse and I really genuinely thought I was done with pastoral ministry like this and um, approaching Easter um, God just started stirring me and telling me he wasn't done with me and um, that I needed to kind of be resurrected uh, was, was what it felt like that, uh, because I felt like I'd been kind of rolling a stone over that part of my life and that was, that was gonna be sort of dead. And, uh, and God kept telling me like, no, like it's, it's not dead, it's not over. And then specifically Easter Sunday morning at, Cross, at uh, Lighthouse on Grand Manan, they were singing the song, um, the stands while I'll stand with arms high and heart surrendered. And God just really shook me up and said, that's either true or it's not. And, and I knew what Crosspoint was going through because of my friendship with Tim Henry. And I just felt prompted to reach out to him and say, look, if Crosspoint finds itself um, needing a pastor, I could be willing to help out. Um, and I don't know what that looks like because I live on a small island in the North Atlantic. And um, anyhow, it all came together. It's amazing. Yeah, knowing a little bit about that and hearing you share even just the vulnerability of, of being open to that and dealing with things that God just had to work out in your heart, but then being that open vessel to come back and, and minister in that way. It's not a small thing. It doesn't go unnoticed. So thanks for being willing. And, and even just to share it today is, uh, I mean, a highlight for us as well, because now, you know, you're, you're continuing to be a part of the story, which you were part of before. And so uh, I think that's amazing. Uh, what about for you? The, just thinking of this year, there's, there's not much that's gone on, but <laughs> if you could hone in. Oh, man. Um... Well, I first felt called to ministry about 10 years ago. And I kind of fought God on that because I had a plan. My plan was to become a teacher. And then in my fourth year of my first degree, uh, 
I knew that God was calling me to Kingswood. So I went there, took music, um, and then after that, you know, I got married, didn't really know what was going to happen, had children. Um, there was a longing for me to be in ministry, but I didn't necessarily know what that was going to look like. I was kind of confused because I felt like it was going to be, okay, I'm going to graduate, I'm going to get a job, it's going to be great. It didn't happen. But I see now where God was leading me the entire way because I wouldn't be the person I am now. I wouldn't be the pastor I am if I had started back then. Mm -hmm. And so this year I was, you know, I was an EA, I was in the schools, um, I thought I was doing what I wanted to do, and then it was actually in the middle of that where God was like, no, I still, I still have a plan for you to be in ministry. And so still there was no way of me doing that. There was nothing open. Um, I have two kids. I can't just move. So it's either this church or, I don't know, some other one in the city. And then I heard about, you know, people resigning, and I was like, okay, maybe. But I don't want to get my hopes up because I don't like to be let down. So I, I generally just say, like, well, it probably won't happen. Message Tim. And I was like, hey, just so you know, I still want to be a pastor. Um, that was very vulnerable for me because it was that first time of being like, okay, this is this thing I really want to do. And I feel like God's in on my heart. But, like, you can either say yes or you can say no. And either way, like, I have to trust that it's going to be all right. Um, Anyway, God totally, he showed himself in all of that. And um, it's weird because I feel like, I, I mean, I've been at this church since 2017, but I've seen so many different seasons of it. Mm -hmm. And now we're in, we're in ex an exciting season, but it's taken all of those seasons mm -hmm. um, of brokenness and um, redemption and renewal to get to this point. And yeah, I guess that's, that's my story. I think we'll we'll touch on a little bit more of that in a moment because yeah we we felt kind of the messy middle and we're going to talk a little bit about potential in a few minutes but that's a, a little bit of kind of in the middle of what you guys have, have shared um, you know I've got to have the perspective of being in in the middle of a lot of that and just to see God's faithfulness as you know you you commit uh, to to full-time ministry some people call it you know being a professional Christian and your whole life can feel like it's wrapped in that so the highs the lows kind of affect your personal life but trusting God to continue to grow you in that and mold you in that and 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 the willingness to just try to be steady for uh, the greater community is is important and I think just a huge um, life lesson for me as well and how I've seen God move is um you know, even just kind of assembling the group and bringing volunteers back and, and new people joining in. So the life change, but also the life commitments have been a huge kind of um, way that I've seen God, God move. And I, I'm kind of curious about this too, because I might think of it just through my eyes, but I thought it'd be helpful to share, and anyone can go first here, on that, how God's moved. And it, and it seems like in both areas, God was speaking to you. But what does that mean? Like, how has God been speaking to you? How do you know you're hearing from God? Easiest question, probably, that I could ask, but I'm just going to lob it out there, and you can solve it for everyone listening. I think God speaks to everybody differently. Um, for me, it's, I, I feel everything. Like, I, I, don't, I don't just have, like, five minutes where I feel the same thing. I, um, but God 
I see him doing certain things. It's not that God provides, it's how he provides, it's how he does something. And so seeing, I guess, things just made sense to me. And when something makes sense, I just assume, okay, that must be God, and he's clearly directing this whole situation. And um, Yeah, for me, it's a feeling and, and kind of just seeing how things play out and, and how clearly God is doing something because he's moved mountains or he's done something that we weren't expecting or he's changed hearts that mm. we never thought that could happen. It must be God, one of those moments. Yeah, there's only one time in my life where I remember like clearly hearing an audible voice. Mm. Most of the time when I feel like God is directing me or uh, leading me, mm. it, it, it's like a, like, a, like a pressing in against my, my soul, like something that I can't shake. Mm. And, and I check it with, you know, scripture, check it with other people, check it with, you know, like, mm. is, this, is this really the voice of God? Is this mm. really... Sometimes it's just so heavy and undeniable mm -hmm. um, that you're like, okay, like I, that was clear. Yeah, okay, I, I, I know what you're asking me to do. And then you see um, affirmations and confirmations. Um, there can be peace that you feel from, mm -hmm. okay, I'm, go I'm just gonna start taking steps, God. Mm -hmm. And if this is your will, it'll be clear, there will be peace. But, but if not, um, you know, it, it'll, it won't feel right. I'll, yeah. I'll know this is not what you yeah. want me to do. One of the things that, that has been a constant affirmation to me here at Crosspoint is the, 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 the total staff group. <clears throat> and you look at my last four or five years, <laughs> yours, Ashley's, Nicole's, mm -hmm. Kenzie, Stevens, mm -hmm. and it's like you pile that up, it's, <laughs> it's a lot of stuff. Mm. And it's really messy and difficult and whatever. But yet that God has brought us all together uh, for such a time as this, to coin a phrase, mm. um, that, that to me could only be God mm. and could only be in his timing mm -hmm. and, and just feel so right that you say, boy, God is in this for sure. Uh, that's encouraging. Yeah, um, a feeling is often, you, you can kind of sense, I think, it's one of those both ends. Like sometimes it could be to push you out of your comfort zone and other times it could be because of something else going on that it could be bringing you to comfort or peace. Um, but it's not always that way, but you can kind of, you can usually tell, but obviously discernment, um, being in God's word. I think God um, will keep reminding yeah. you too. Like if there's something that you're kind of ignoring, um, mm. he'll bring different situations mm -hmm. and different people to be like, yeah, I, I told you this yeah. before, but you didn't quite listen, so let yeah. me try again. And that is what's really affirming. Yeah. In case you haven't felt like you've already touched on this, or, or maybe there's an additional factor that you could share, would be willing to share, how has God surprised you in this last year? Well, I didn't think I'd be here, so that's surprising um, for sure. When I started traveling from Graham and Ann, um, people kept asking me, especially on Sunday morning, like, you know, is, is it, are you finding the travel to be hard? And I would think, boy, I must look really tired to them. <laughs> Do I look that exhausted? But people just care, you know, they're, they're nice and they're caring and they're caring for me, and so they're, they're asking on Sundays, like, is the travel going okay? 
and it was going okay. It went, it went awesome for like about three weeks. And then it got hard. Like in August, it was hard. And September was really hard. And I was thinking, this is not sustainable. And uh, so I went through this period where the travel was killing me. Mm. And then, I don't know exactly when, I don't know, October probably, it just kind of, that just lifted and the travel got easy and I looked, you know, it was no problem. And, and uh, so the God surprised me with that. Was the distance any shorter? <laughs> the distance was not shorter. The wind was uh, more and uh, <laughs> the seas were more. And yeah, the weather gets worse in the winter. And, uh, but, but yeah, no, it's, it's just been, I think God has just helped me with that, mm. with that part of all of this. And it's been great. That's awesome. Perspective even yeah. and something that God's allowing you to go through. You know, not taking it away, not completely changing it, but maybe the attitude towards it. Can you think of a, a particular way God surprised you? I felt surprised this year in getting, actually getting the things I wanted because I felt like it had been such a long season of like wanting certain things or like, and particularly mm -hmm. when it did come to ministry because mm -hmm. I had been serving and I was doing, I mean, I, I don't know if I'd call myself a professional volunteer, but I was doing quite a bit in the church, but it just wasn't exactly the same, obviously, as working here. And so not only being able to work here, but the God provided a home for me, mm -hmm. um, a home for me to have my own space and to have quiet time and to be in the bathroom without another adult walking in, like basic things that you don't even realize you have mm -hmm. <laughs> until you don't have them anymore. Yeah. Um, but... I think just seeing God's faithfulness and how clear he worked everything out. Like my home came from a Facebook ad. Like I don't, I wouldn't necessarily recommend people buy homes on Facebook, but sometimes it works out. And I, I saw God's hand in so many different places with that, not only in the purchase of it, but just everything to do with the financial part and the people that came alongside to help me with it. Um, God really does give good gifts, and I'm, I'm really grateful for what he's done this year. Yeah, I think timing seems to be part of a theme if I'm piecing that together, just my intuition there. And I think sometimes, too, we feel like things either need to be really easy or really hard. And sometimes when it's hard, we're, we feel guilty if it becomes easy, or, or vice versa, or we resent something because it's hard. And um, sometimes it can be both and. Sometimes it can be... Um, hard but then you can still have things work out like god is faithful in that way too it doesn't mean that everything's always smooth sailing sometimes there's going to be obstacles but uh, that's really encouraging to hear how god has surprised you and guided you and and ultimately just helped you and yeah i reflect on that too obviously i, I you know caring about our local church in our community and the ups and downs of having people either only online or then partially and how sometimes it feels like there's disconnect because we can't all be in the same place at the same time because sometimes it's just nice to be in the same room and and kind of the the pain of trying to plan through um are we going to go back a phase or is this going to happen but but continually seeing how god is moving us forward and there's there's something great coming up in in 2022. We don't know the whole story, but we're encouraged and, and I was also in that. surprised, I guess, at like how much I miss church. Like mm. 
I, we were so used to going and we, and sometimes it can become just part of, you know, we're going through the motions of going to church, but Mm -hmm. when that was taken from us, I noticed how much I missed it. And so being able to gather again together was Mm -hmm. like, it was (laughs) really was amazing because we really appreciated it and seeing even now, I mean, yeah, we're able to get together, but Mm -hmm. we appreciate being able to sing and and be able to express ourselves as one church, Mm -hmm. as a community. I think routine and habits are, are a valuable part that sometimes we take for granted in our own faith journey and, and collectively. And yeah, I, I overheard someone recently at an in-person service say, yeah, I just started coming back and I just, I was out of the habit and now I'm getting back in the habit. And my kind of feel on hearing that was that it's easy. If you create a new habit, it's hard to break that. And so part of it is just creating the habit again of coming into the house of the Lord with other people or joining online consistently and being engaged and checking in with other people and, and praying. And sometimes they, they seem like such simple things, but they all add up to, you know, a full faith. I, I heard someone ask it this way. And so you can kind of take one or two different paths here. So it could be for others or it could be for yourself. So picture this, if, if you if you know money's not the issue, you could put anything on either a billboard for others to see or a post-it note on your bathroom mirror for only you to see, what would it be? You have to pick one, but what, what would you either put on a billboard so everyone can see or some digital way that people could, could see that or what would you remind yourself of so that you had that constant reminder daily? Hmm. We didn't have this question before. Yeah, so no, no. He's curveball. You have to think about it. Could be yeah, one or the you other. You have to think about you it. You do. Yeah. yeah, what would you want others to know? Or, or what do you need to be reminded of? It's no secret that the staff, generally, we all love coffee. And I think <laughs> that um, if there was something... This is, I'll give a serious one after this, but if this was one thing that I, I feel the Lord's presence in is coffee is how I know Jesus loves me. <laughs> how you know I don't know if it kind. needs to be on a billboard or on yeah. a sticky note, but it needs to yeah. be somewhere because it's a reminder and I have it yeah. every day. So I know Jesus yeah. loves me every day. Pastor Dave, he and I would often thank the Lord for a good coffee. Oh, yeah. We would yeah. often. Yeah. yeah, Jesus made the bean just for me. Yeah. Yeah. Hallelujah. Um, no, I mean, this isn't original, um, but I, I really do um, would want people to know it's okay mm. to not be okay. Mm. And, um, and I think that people who, sometimes people think that, well, if you go to church, you've got it together. Mm. And I don't mind standing up on the platform and saying, yep. like, I'm broken and mm. um, God's working on me in lots of ways. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to heal, and uh, and so I think um, you know, seeing the church as more of a uh, you know a, a place where broken people meet mm-hmm. uh, to be in the presence of the healer. Mm. Um, so maybe it's okay to not be okay, something like that. I like that. Yeah. Good one. Okay, so non-coffee related. <laughs> I think it's just like realizing Jesus really does love you. Like, I, I think it's, it's sometimes yeah. tough to, to know that, but mm. I guess even going along with the real thing, like, we, 
just because we're pastors doesn't mean we're not broken and that we're, we don't have messy times in our lives. And so, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's okay to not be okay. Jesus really does love you, and we're all hot messes or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. No, it's good. <laughs> I, I mean, I've, I've kind of done this by creating a note so that every day I, I wake up and when I do my reading, it's, it's that one verse that I shared earlier, but I, I have to keep reminding myself, and I'm not sure if anyone else needs it, but I need it. I need to hear, my health may fail, my spirit may grow weak. And I thought about that going into our Christmas series, you know, the weary world, Ooh. the weary part, emphasis on that, but rejoices because God remains the strength of my heart. He is mine forever. I'm his forever, but but he is mine, like this, the strength that comes from that is, has been a constant reminder. And some days it's easy to say it, some days it's like, and so that's, that might not be the billboard for me, it'd probably be the post-it, but I guess as, as we're getting ready to wrap up here, we've definitely seen pruning, I think, is, is the word we might use. Um, you know, I don't know if there's anything you want to say about that, but I'm, I'm just thinking as we're about to wrap up 2021, we're about to go forward into 2022. There's a lot of, I, I still use the word potential. So pruning, but then there's potential. Is there anything um, that you wanted to share to uh, the church family that's watching and listening today on, you know, how God has used the pruning to set us up for potential in, in this coming year? Well, I feel like I've been pruned so much, I'm surprised there's anything left, um, honestly. And, uh, you know, the, that song, New Wine, comes back to mind. You know, mm. that's been one of my theme songs for the last five or six years. And in the crushing, in the pressing, mm. he's making new wine. Mm. But it also, now that I've been back for several months, I can see that that's also true for Crosspoint. Mm-hmm. Um, and with, in COVID, like, it's hard to tell, like, who is your church? Mm-hmm. Like, who's still attending like, it's hard to know. Um, some are here, some are online, some haven't come back yet. And, uh, but what I do know is that the, like, Crosspoint has changed a lot over the years, but the heart of Crosspoint is still the same. Mm-hmm. Um, and in many ways, I feel like this church is stronger than it's ever been. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't just say that lightly or because that's the kind of thing I'm supposed to say. I say that, maybe that's one of those surprises, yeah. that, that I'm surprised that how, how strong a church it is, mm-hmm. um, and, and we're, we're going forward, and we're poised to go forward mm-hmm. and do even more um, in this next season. That's really good. Yeah, I'm encouraged by that, because I think if we had to start something in January of 2022, and we had this congregation and this group of people, um, what a great starting point. Like there would be people that would be praying to have at least that starting point or, or less than that even, but I, not to diminish what we already have, but what can God do with what's already here, who's already here, who's willing um, to do whatever it takes to reach people in the city of Fredericton and beyond for Jesus? Yeah, I think that potential is, is ripe here, so... There's just really no telling what could happen because I think as long as we are really listening to the voice of God, we're really following hard after Jesus, this church could, could change the world. Like, why not? Mm-hmm. Why can't we, we dream like that? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that there's, there is so much potential because mm-hmm. we really do love Jesus. Yeah. 
And I think that, that that's the difference sometimes is like, because we're real, because we admit we have faults, because we admit we're, we're broken, um, it draws us to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so that is what's going to change things. And that's what has changed things. So I'm excited yeah. to see what 2022 brings because we're just going to keep pressing forward in that. Yeah. Yeah, it's so good. I know as we were worshiping together just before um, sitting down together, you know, we're still kind of in that Christmas season, but I was reflecting over this last year and I, I can look back and see all the different songs that we've got to sing together both online and in person and at worship nights and everything. And, and one of the songs that's not necessarily always the top, but it's in the top two or, or three most frequent songs that we sing is Cornerstone. And we're going to sing that together in just a moment. And I was just thinking of, you know, we've talked a lot about hope. We've talked about our, our own personal faith. And my, my hope is built on nothing less. It's, it's that Jesus is the cornerstone. Um, it's really all about him. And that's what we're kind of seeing has, is how he's brought us together, how he's worked in our lives, how he's worked in your lives. And so as we get ready to sing this together, I think it's a great reminder to reflect back, but also to look forward because faith is a, a forward-looking um, kind of part of our, our, our religion, our, our following after Jesus. And it's not just the past, but it's looking forward. So I think it's kind of that both and feel. So uh, we're going to sing this together. And so whether it's letting the words uh, kind of come before you on the screen or whether it's um, even standing where you are or whatever you need to do to worship, uh, we're going to sing this together. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. Let's sing it together. <laughs> 